We are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution. You are now tuned in to another episode of Bourbon and Books with the Game Recognized Game Podcast with RLJ and Kev. Welcome to another Bourbon and Books edition of the Game Recognized Game Podcast with RLJ and Kev. I'm KEV. That's RLJ. We are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution. Along in the building one more again with our beloved brother, Cousin Jeff. What up? What's up, fellas? Slow motion, brother. It's still motion. It's about to be summertime. However, what Summer, I will say summertime. is I need spring to fight back a little harder because the yeah, other spring, day, spring, spring, spring giving up, man. The old the man. Spring deception. <laughs> well, you know, man, this uh this month's uh, book uh, was an interesting book, if you will. Um This is how you, you lose her by you know Diaz. You know Diaz. I like saying his name, man. I didn't know what was coming after that. That's why I looked at the screen like, don't. Nah, nah. I was like, you know, D, like that joint. I like, I like his name, and I like how it rolls off the top. Yeah, okay. like I like Junior. I like Junior, the main character in the book. I like Junior. I didn't know that that wasn't. I thought that that's like a, a fictional character that he created in his head. I thought he was talking about himself. So, in the book, there there was a lot that I think. So I think, yes, it's a fictional character, but I think a lot of it was based on like personal experience. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Even if it wasn't him directly, maybe someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, in true GRG Bourbon and Book fashion, when you first read the title, what came to mind? Man, I was I, I was like, yo, all he gonna be doing is telling stories about something that I already been through. <laughs> I know how to lose it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know how to lose. I could do that easy. <laughs> you, you a SME. You a SME. <laughs> yeah, I'm a subject matter expert, baby. <laughs> so I figured, I, I figured it was gonna be like something that. <laughs> you know, I, I figured it was gonna be like something that I kind of knew, like oh, I been, I kind of been there, done that. Um, but at the same time, getting into it, you know, it was it was a little more than that. But at first glance and first title, I was like, tell me what I don't know. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I would say for me, I, I first off the, off the title alone, I was thinking of the movie, um, How to Lose a Guy, and mm. I think it's in ten days. Even though I know that's based off of, you know, on flip side, I was like, oh, it's probably gonna be that type of concept, like you know, doing all these things to kind of lose it. Which it wasn't too far off if you've seen. Um, if you've seen that movie, the other thing outside of the, the like title and like being so uh, specific on the words being used, I, I thought this was a book on just almost bashing men. Like, this is how we lose women. Like, I thought it was just one of those. And I was like, I'm like, why did we pick this book? <laughs> Cause I just feel like it was. You asked that question actually, every actually, time. Actually, Jeff, we picked this book because of you. I know. I know. <laughs> we put. Hold on. Don't let the smooth taste fool you. Let. Don't let cousin Jeff pull the wool over your eyes. The qualifiers, right? <laughs> oh, I go off of this off a of page link. Yeah, off a of page link. Off a of page link. <laughs> we saw. Look, look. Yeah. Me and Jeff. Me and Jeff saw Dr. in the page numbers, and I said, "I'm sold." Right. I, I didn't I didn't look at nothing else. All I did was okay, how many pages this one? How many pages that one? But yeah, I was like, 
okay, I don't know what this is going to be about. But, yeah, those are two things I thought about um, off the title alone. I think so. I, I saw this book and I saw a lot of women of color reading it um, around my age. Right. And not just black, but women of color, um, Caribbean, definitely individuals who are Dominican. Um, so I was uh, I was paying attention to what they were saying about the book or um, some lessons that they learned from the book. And I kept it in the back of my head. And I, it was something that I was like, oh, maybe I'll have to check that out. So then as I was getting ready to read the book, just looking at the title alone, I was thinking it was going to be maybe like a autobiography of maybe like just one solid relationship and the things that he did wrong which ended him, what costed him like his woman. Um, but when I opened it, I will say that the first chapter alone Damn. was <laughs> <laughs> the first chapter alone, I was like, I said, oh, and so right, I sent y'all a message like, hey, anybody start the book yet? I literally was on page four. That night, I think I read all the way up to um the second to last chapter because mm-hmm. it was one of those where it was like shit i want to know what happens next right um one thing that i did appreciate about it was how he would insert dominican uh slang um within it so i then i had to like my spanish is a little rusty what's this mean so then mm-hmm. when, when i realized what it was i was like oh it made a lot of sense um, who was your favorite character in the stories that he told? Man, I'll, I, you know, for me, I, I think one of the, I wish I had known it was a, a collection of short stories before I actually started reading it because I was mad when the story ended. Like when the chapter ended and the story ended, and I was, was like, gone. oh, well, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> like, what happened? Like, and it, ha- it, kept, it kept happening throughout the book and because it's a collection of short stories, I actually went back and done and did some research. All of these short stories actually showed up in the New Yorker. And so it's like a compilation of all of these short stories based on Dominican culture, the dating scene in in in, in New York, New Jersey area in the 90s. Like it, mm-hmm. it was and it 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 made me uh it made me that was this is like one of the first the few times I wish I had had a, a, a bigger experience growing up in like a major city mm. and like a, like a, not like a major city. I mean, like a, a real city, you know what I mean? Because um, there was so much culture within the culture, within the book. Yeah. And, you know, the, from the intricacies of how he was describing certain attributes of uh, many of the women that he dealt with and like some of the stuff that they were kind of talking about and going through in their own household, like uh, his brother, was like the the handsome the handsome one that was more Dominican because he had finer European features when you know Junior wasn't that what that wasn't the case with him so they were kind of weaving in all of these stories and I identified with a lot of the stories though I'm not Latinx and I didn't grow up in you know I didn't grow up with very many Puerto Ricans or Dominicans or Cubans or Mexicans 
You know what I mean? So it was it was foreign to me, you know, in 757 Virginia Beach, man, you're black, white, or maybe Filipino. Yeah, that was like the diversity that I had growing up. So hearing it and just hearing like the different flavor and then recalling the first time I went to the Dominican Republic for the first time and everybody everywhere I went, they were speaking to me in Spanish because they thought I was Dominican. I'm like, nah. Yes. American homeboy. Yeah, but but, was a homeboy. but 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 so I identified because I was like, yo, that's it's something, it's just something in the culture that was very refreshing to me. And mm -hmm. so when you talk about like favorite characters, I would say throughout the whole book, um all of the different women described in the book had like a particular attribute, but I would probably say my favorite character was probably Rafa, the brother. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was probably Rafa the brother. Rafa was a jerk, bro. Yeah, he was he was like a <laughs> he was a wild dude, man. He was but, a jerk. But I had I had a, a level of, of of sympathy for him, you know, as he was dealing with um his conditions and everything. Mm -hmm. And um that was a very humane side of him. Like he he was a jerk, but I also saw him as a person that was struggling with like his morality. You know, struggling with his morality and like trying to find his place where he never really had the he never really had the start to to have like this this great life, if you will. I mean, you know, they were brought they were brought to the United States after like not seeing their father for five years or something crazy like that. And then you kind of just dropped off in this urban area from 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 the island and you yeah. just told to deal with it. And he kind of underdeveloped used, part of the act. Exactly. And he he kind of used his natural abilities to just figure it out. He was handsome. He was athletic. <laughs> he had a gift for gab, a gift for hustling. And he kind of just fell in the lane. And I mean, it was like, what more do you expect when your father pulls like, yo, I'm going to the store for milk. I'll be back. <laughs> and, 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 and he's a no-go. So um, I think Rafa is probably my favorite character because um, he was a jerk, but I, I did see like a, a lot of the reasons why he was the way he was. Mm. Sure. Uh, I, I definitely read in this book. I was like, yeah, I need a Spanish urban dictionary because I've taken Spanish, but I'm like, some of these words, I just, I just don't know. And I even tried to look up thinking like, oh, okay, my, my, it's going to translate. Like I need this to go English. It was like, nah. We, we can't we can't find the word that you're looking for but um in terms of the book and getting through the first part some of the things that you all talked about that first chapter it it definitely punched you like in the face I mean it just came out the gate I said oh this is not what I thought this book was going to be about and I, I want to say that first story was the strongest one in my personal opinion, mainly because I feel like where we are right now, I can see myself going through that particular story. You know, yeah. traveling to Tulum, traveling to oh shit, oh shit, <laughs> everybody in Tulum, like you know. Oh shit! And look, you know what I was thinking about? I don't know if you all have ever been on a on a, a vacation with uh someone that you dating and you're just not having a good time for whatever Dude, reason. I you know what I've only been a few times with someone that I was I was involved with and um yeah it's 
it ain't my thing, man. I think it's overrated. <laughs> I'll be honest. Well, I was gonna say <laughs> and I see I see so many homeboys get like like they relationships in. Like that's kind of like the test. If you could make it, if you could make it like a an excursion, you you, you get down to Jamaica like a thousand dollars round trip hotel and everything included for two. <laughs> that joint never makes it. It never makes it. But what I'm saying, like if it goes well, like great, you have a good time. If it's not. It's like you stuck with somebody for a period of time and it's like nowhere for you to go. You paid for it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's, it's almost what? like you in jail for oh, a period shit. of time. And no, I mean like because I've been on trip when you just like, yo, this not it's not working out. She may not be having a good time for whatever reason. You know, you already feel like you spent a ton of money. A lot of the things that he was talking about in that first kind of like chapter. I've definitely, I haven't experienced it personally because I was thinking about, was there a trip I felt like that? But I've I've seen other friends be in that. It's like day one, man, I'm ready to go. And we got four more days here. So I, so for me, I, I've, I've been on vacations where that has happened. Um, but um, this may sound, this may sound bad to some people who are listening. Hey. But it doesn't matter. That's my. It's business. a safe space. It's um, a, hey, man. No judgment on my part. I I've never paid for the other person to go. Ah, Here's I see what you're saying. Right. Me neither. And so, me neither. <laughs> so see, if it's a, see, it's a it's a different it's a different feeling, man. When right when you stroke that check and it just don't turn out the way it's supposed to turn out. Come yeah. on, the the outcome didn't match the outlook. I'm I telling understand. you, bro. I understand. <laughs> it I understand. <laughs> I understand. And I could I could see the potential there, but I always remove the potential of that happening to me. Whereas if you pay for your trip, you're gonna make the best out of it because it's your money. If I pay for your trip, if you're not having fun, you're gonna be like, uh, I ain't pay for it. And so my my thinking is we're gonna plan this trip together. You're going to have equal input and you also going to have equal costs. We're not married, so I'm not paying for your trip. And so I've seen individuals similar to what was outlined in the story. And I'm just like, mm, that's tough, bro. Right. Hey, I mean, you want an all inclusive resort and ain't no way you could go. Are you stuck with somebody who don't want to be there? God bless yeah. that brother. Yeah. And, they <laughs> make, and, 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 I, and I think, like, listening to some of the stories, bro, I think that anyone that doesn't want to be somewhere, they are, like, intentionally an asshole about it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, cool. What you want to What you wanna do? Well, I mean, I want to eat. I, I want to go get something to eat because I'm hungry. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's right. like, wh- where all that heat come from? Just, well, let's go to dinner. And then you get dressed up because you know we we at this resort, and then you put on sweats like you about to go check the mailbox in the college dorm. What is you doing, man? And not oh, and I'm I'm gonna just grab something and I'm gonna come back to the room. That that exactly right there is my point. It's like, bro, to me, it ain't even about the money. It's like you with somebody for and y'all in the same hotel room. You know, y'all have a flight for a certain. Like you can't even switch this flight. It's gonna be so much money. It's like I, you got to deal with that the whole time, and it can just be a headache because you, to your point, you making everything just very just like difficult. It's like why why I got to be all that? Like why we just can't enjoy this trip, even if it's not gonna work out, 
or yeah. or better yet, right? I I've been on trips with people, and there was a couple that was with us, and I bro, like every time I think about going back there, I laugh, and I'm just like, I'll find somewhere else to go. It it was it got to the point where I had to intervene. I said, hey, check this out. This morning, you're going to do your own thing and you're going to see us at dinner at seven o'clock. You're going to do your own thing and you're going to meet me here at 630 so we can wait on them together. Break. I said, don't call each other. Don't text each other. Don't even get on social media and finding out if any if the other person is posting. Us. Just go do your thing. And dinner was a pleasant thing. I said, because y'all messed up my trip. And I, I, I'm fighting. It's too much, though, brother Jay. That's too much. I don't even, I don't even hang out with people that's like that always complaining at a restaurant. Like I stopped hanging out. I stopped hanging out with a few women because like any, any restaurant you go to, they know everything and want to be like, be like the, the, the smarty yacht nigga, man. And just, just piss everybody <laughs> off. Ain't nothing ever fast enough. But somehow, some way you got an opinion, but you ain't never paying for nothing though. Like, I, I'm like, nah, I'm done. I'm done, man. So I felt bad for the brother. Like, this, the, the title of the book, the title of the book is like, this is how you lose her. But it could have been, this is how you chase that nigga away. Hey, <laughs> for real. Especially in that first chapter. Yo, some, so some of the behavior from some of these women in this book, man, that just, like, hey, take two to tango. That's right. what I'm saying. Like, Both some, some right. shit, some shit, I was like, well, yo, that, he was this out of pocket. Right. But a lot of that shit, yeah, it was room, it's, it's room it was, for interpretation. It was 50 50. Yeah. But, yeah. I'll, but I'll say, in terms of the, the character who I probably like the most, one of the things that I noticed within the stories, the author did give you enough information about the, the woman um, in that particular chapter or story. Mm -hmm. But in some regard, it was just like just enough. It was just like a snippet. And you, I feel like it was just room to, to know more about him. Obviously the, the main character, character, we knew a lot about him, but I guess to, to, to come to the conclusion of which one would be like a favorite. I'm just like, it, it was so many characters in here that I'm still, I had a good, it's almost like, a, not even a, res, a resume. It's almost like you had a cover letter and you like, okay, this is interesting, but what's what's behind this? So I don't know, for me, I just wasn't able to say, yo, this was my favorite character. I would probably say, the, I, let's go with most memorable. Most memorable character for me, I probably got to say Rafa just because he was a he was an idiot. Um, he, I mean, obviously he had he was dealing with health uh, uh, condition, but outside of that, he still mm -hmm. was like I feel like that older brother, older cousin who everybody thought they were super cool, but he was just an a hole to people. You know, in terms of with his own little brothers, like shut up, do this, you know. I just felt like I, yeah, I when saw, he hit him in the eye, he right, hit him with, in the with, eye with, with the, the damn padlock. Yeah, <laughs> but he told him he was gonna get him back, and he he uh, did what he said he was gonna do. But I think he was the most uh, memorable uh, character for me. And that's bro. In that scene, he he probably wouldn't have made it to the the cause of death that happened. Oh yeah, man! It would it would it would have ended a lot sooner. It would have been right. on, man. Probably that, and, and when he was breaking in, still in the mother's money too. It's like that, yeah. <laughs> I 
Like I yeah. get it, you sick and everything, but you went and uh you went and, and did your thing with uh pure, TV. pure. the TV and the bed. No. I, and the car I, and the car too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, how do you get how, how you a pimp all your life, but then you get hustled with the last one you was with? <laughs> yeah, and stealing money every week. Dude, yeah. come and, on. And man. the mom being okay with it. But I Just thought like- that I thought that behavior from her was typical for firstborns and, and mothers. I feel mm. like they always, I mean, I'm a firstborn, so <laughs> but <laughs> but your your mom always gonna do a little extra for you or allow you probably to get get away with a bit more. In fact, I wasn't even surprised when she said that's enough, you can't come in this house anymore. Um, quick little story. If my siblings was on this call, they would definitely be like, Yeah, you know. He a favorite, you do, she do so much. I feel like my mom do a lot for my siblings. But I remember one day, growing up, my mom used to get mad at my siblings so often. One day my mom got mad at me like one time, I think she asked me to do something. I was just like, like, man, whatever. Like, and I walked away. My mom like literally threw something at me. I was in the hospital five minutes later, like story of my life. <laughs> like, and I won't get into, but yeah. At the hospital, just yeah, kitchen knife at my face, <laughs> blocked it like more to come back. <laughs> you, was, <laughs> you was bold. You probably should have just took sub zero and shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's sub zero, able to freeze <laughs> knives coming at his head. <laughs> Get that out of here. Cousin Jeff is sub zero. But yeah, probably. <laughs> well, We'll talk about that later so you can process and heal. Yeah, man, that. we might I'm, need to send a wellness check over yeah. to you, bro. I'm, I'm, we, still, I'm still healing. Still healing. Still healing. That's all right. Walking your healing, bro. Thank you. Hope, Dylan, I see what you did. I think for me, um, I had a couple. Uh, of course, Junior was like memorable for me, but I appreciated the character development of him. Like really really going through the experiences that he was going through the author had a way of setting the scene to where you could like somewhat experience it so like when he talked about like the pain of the moment like chest got a little tight I was like damn bro this this is tough um Elvis was probably one of my favorite characters as well yo Elvis Elvis was turned up man he was he was he was he was he was a a no limit soldier for real yeah (laughs) But then he 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 had a weak spot when he shouldn't have. He had an Achilles tendon mm-hmm. heel. Sorry, Achilles heel. Is it the heel? Oh, it's a tendon, but yeah, it's the heel. Achilles but yeah, it's still a tendon. Yeah, yeah. you, you knew you. what the yeah. I, I, I was picking up what you was putting down. Yeah, he had an Achilles area, uh, and <laughs> not an area. <laughs> <laughs> why does that was, sound? Why does that sound hilarious? An Achilles area, and. And that was very detrimental to to his psyche. So much so, I think, because like in that in that for that particular example, I think his ego was so damaged to where he had to form that hard outer shell. Like I'm changing my phone number, email address. I'm calling her, cussing her out, telling her not to contact me anymore. But he still had a piece of humanity inside of him and concern for her 
And I think it was like, well, shit, you know, we saw what they was, what they was doing. We saw how they was living. And I just left them. And I, I could have, even if I wasn't the biological father, I could have helped him. And so the kid maybe has that his name, time, though, G. The kid's name was, was Elvis, Elvis was like, Jr. Yeah, I got a son. And I was like, whoa, man, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Yo, that joint Where messed me up. That messed me yeah. up. And I was like, oh, he, so it's, it's not your biological, but he has your name. <laughs> like, yo, that, it's not a, that's not a predicament I would want to be in, man. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, so overall, like, what was the, let's let's do this first what was what was something in the book that you wish you didn't read like what was something that you'd be like ah he could have left this out if anything um in the last chapter i i like the progression over the you know the five years or so like um and i'm glad he put it in there he was just really talking about his body breaking down mm-hmm. you know like father time waits for no man but it's crazy because he was also not only was his body breaking down but he was regretting a lot of the, of the decisions that he made when he was kind of in, in, in perfect health. Mm-hmm. And so um, I wish that they had um, teased out a little more around, um, you know, what he felt about like his, his, mor- his uh, mortality, mm. you know what I mean? Because, you know, he, 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 he was, a fitness person for most of the book, you know, the one, the one girlfriend that painted him showed his mate. He wanted to make sure his muscles was defined in the painting or whatever. And so he, he's always kind of been like this athlete guy who works out. And then when his body's breaking down, they really didn't talk about like how that impacted him or how that could have impacted his relationships. Like the, the young girl, the, the Harvard law, the Harvard law school student that, uh, <laughs> that ran a hustle on him, <laughs> Like, yo, did she leave him because he was older and she, you know, was more realistic to go with somebody younger? Did she leave him? Cause like, yo, you was an old dude now because your body's breaking down. There's nothing you can do for me. Like, yeah, but so it's like, so he kind of dropped the, the health stuff in there, but he never like connected the dots. Like did the health stuff also impact those relationships or the mm-hmm. relationships that he couldn't get? Cause it was, it was heavy. Because he, he kept going back to the health stuff, but he kind of never brought that around. And so it was like this loose end that was out there for me. Mm. And I almost wish he hadn't talked about it if he wasn't going to, you know, go further into, out. yeah, flush it out a little bit. Because he spent a lot of time in that last chapter talking about the health issues in addition to Elvis, in addition to the the baby that <laughs> wasn't his. <laughs> Which was strange. He keeps getting wedding invitations from all Bro. of his exes. Like, yo, the joint was ill, man. I'm like, yo, are you purposely being tortured? <laughs> and to that point, I'm like, yo, show up. Show up to the wedding. If you invite me, all right, cool. I'm coming. Don't extend the invitation if you don't want to see me in person. Okay, bet. You're going to invite me? Let's party. Let's turn up. And I'm going to have a damn good time. But I think something that I saw to that was they recognized that even though he did them dirty, um, he will never be able to fully get over them because of how it ended. Because when you really think about it, like none of them had like a crisp ending. It was just like vanish. 
Oh yeah, he for, got no clo he got no closure for anything. None of them. Yeah. None of yeah. them. And and I and I think it was it was along the lines of he didn't really know how to go beyond a certain point, right? And once he got to a certain point, it was like, oh, he was he was cheating throughout the whole entire relationship of one, right? The entire time. And it was like, wonder, wonder where that came from. Like, why did you have a desire to do that the entire time? Was it the 2080 thing that we've talked about once before? Like, mm. my main is the 80, but it's this 20% over there that I want. Boy, don't, don't, don't start a whole conversation on that. <laughs> that premise right there. <laughs> but continue. But, but I mean, I mean, we could and, and we could go there, right? Just just thinking about could have been his father too, though, man. It could have been right, and that, and so I had to look at it through the trauma lens because mm -hmm. both of the sons had that animalistic type of behavior when it came to relationships, and it was kind of it was kind of concerning, especially since they was living in the house with their mother, who was a victim of their father's behavior. And if anything else, that should like seeing how your mother had to regroup and keep moving. Um, that would have been that should have been motivation for you to like choose a different path to go down. I you mean, you mean not cheating with fifty people <laughs> with your fiance on your fiance not, with fifty not, people, not doing what was done to your mother by your father. Mm -hmm. Right, as, like at the at the at the at the real basic level. Go ahead, Jack. yeah. No, and I was gonna say, as a black person, I agree. I think mm -hmm. the lens of how this this book was written in that culture, I just don't know if it will be picked up from younger generations like that. Mm -hmm. When they came over to America, like you know, in the book, he talked about how Rafa was almost like this different person. Like he was like very respectful to his dad, whatever his dad told him to do, he did it. So with that, in, with that, I feel like a lot of things that he was doing was what he kind of like saw what his dad was doing, how he was treating his mom, even if it was through kind of like osmosis from a standpoint of his dad would just wasn't there or just wasn't available. In terms of his mom always being there, the fact that his mom had a uh, language barrier, cause at that point they started speaking like English I feel like the communication with their mom wasn't what it traditionally probably should have been. And to be honest, with the mom having the, the language barrier of her just knowing Spanish and not knowing as much English, I feel like that dialogue that would, would happen more often wasn't there as much. And I feel like her kind of like love language or just being there for her sons was working. They talked about it in the book how she always was busy, like busy doing stuff. If she wasn't working, she was cooking or she was cleaning or she was praying. There wasn't really time to have real dialogue about like, look, this relationship that is going on with your father that was that that used to be here or that you kind of saw, like there wasn't any kind of like dialogue about that. In terms of when you talked about the 80-20, and when you were talking about, um, I forget where, how you was kind of bringing in the whole 80-20, but what I was gonna say is there are a lot of people 
in their exclusive relationships who live in an 80-20 who see that as being faithful, right? Mm. I know friends who <laughs> I know friends who they are in a relationship with who they want to be with 20% of their time. They like out here doing other stuff, but they rationalize that by saying, but this is my main, you know, mm. that's just, I'm just doing that. So in what you see and played out in this book, I know a lot of times in, in black culture for a long time, my friends, I'm just like, yo, if you ever want to get married, you're not going to be able to turn this off and on. You can't just, when you go down the aisle, you turn just to this hundred percenter, you're going yeah. to be reverting back to this 80-20. And that, and one of the questions I wanted to just throw out there is, do you think cheaters can be uh, redeemed? Meaning like, take the characters in this book. Do you mm -hmm. think at some point they said, you know what? I want to be fully committed to one woman. Do you think that could have happened? I think, I think uh, Union made several attempts <laughs> to be with one woman. He just couldn't stop cheating. So I'm gonna jump in. Go ahead. I'll let you I think you know. I think he made attempts, but he 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 couldn't stop cheating because it, the book started off with him cheating and ended with him cheating. Basically, and, and and what I will say to that point is, you can't solve a problem with the same level of intelligence it was used to create it. And so he could. Can a cheater be redeemed? Yes. Can a cheater be redeemed on their own? I won't say it's impossible, but it's it's going to seem as if it is impossible while you're in that thing by yourself, right? He needed to get assistance from someone else. And thinking back to a couple conversations that all of us have had, that's when the village comes in. That's when like your inner circle comes in where you're going to have someone that's going to check you. Um, someone who hasn't been in your shoes but whose shoes you want to walk in based on them being faithful in a relationship. But think of Elvis, his homeboy, Elvis was doing the same thing. His brother was doing the same thing. He didn't have any upstanding men around him. So he wasn't like, he did what he thought was, okay, I'm going to be faithful, but he didn't even know what that looked like. And he couldn't even, he couldn't even get an equitable shake from his mother. Like his mother accepted Rafa, like, running the streets with different women, right? But the minute that really, essentially he was assaulted when he was he was involved with the school teacher that was older than him, mm -hmm. the mother had brought the school teacher around him. Like the school teacher was a member in the village. And but she when, knew her son was a hoe. And, 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 but when she found out that he got with the school teacher, like she, the mother applied different rules to Junior than she did to Rafa. Yeah. And I also think that kind of led to some of his behavior as well. And so going back to that, I think interesting context that was missing, but you know, one could assume that when the father left for the United States, there was probably some type of verbal acknowledgement or praise that the mother was doing for the father for his sacrifice. And so the Rafa was following the father's lead. And I, I was thinking that the reason why Rafa was so apt to follow the, the father's lead or to be very respectful to the father was probably the reverence that the mother was given to him in his absence. 
because he's gone from here to to do what he can to get us a better life, right? Not paying attention to or zeroing in on the things that potentially could be going on. And I hit up a few people who are Dominican and I asked about like cultural context and what do relationships look like? And she was like, what you read? I was like, oh, <laughs> like, I said, is that like, is that a thing? And she goes, well, I mean, you know, every culture has this maladaptive behavior that we just overlook because it's we just overlook it like you'll hear stories about older black men who um you know they have separate families where they have two sets of kids and it's like why did the main wife why did she stay and it was just like i've been with them so long like what i'm gonna do without them right and because we have that dependent spirit within the culture it's just like i can overlook some things talking to another couple recently and she cheated on him he was able he wasn't able to overlook it when she, when he cheated on her it took her a while but she eventually got over it but to see their individual perspectives and standpoints i'm just like she got over it I say within a couple months. It probably still stung a little bit, but it wasn't something that was brought up every day. Him, on the other hand, he he couldn't handle someone entering the most sacred part of his union. And it's it's just the interesting perspective. And I saw that throughout this book, where the women, especially Rafa's, they were fully, they had to be fully aware that he was doing whatever he was doing. Oh, they like, was committed, man. They was they was they was vested. They were vested. But at the same right? time, because, too, sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say at the same time, too, he was young. From what I gathered, they didn't never said his age, but a lot of times, at least for the woman that Rafa was dealing with, I'm saying prior to prior to him uh, being diagnosed with cancer, I mm-hmm. felt like those women were young. So the way that they were acting, I feel like it was typical for someone that age. So I I took the age into consideration, but then I also was thinking about cultural dynamics and how children can't be what they don't see. And so if I see my mother go through it, then this must be the way I'm supposed to act. Or if I see my aunties and my mom's friends, like if I see these women go through this, then I'm supposed to tolerate that too, right? So until I'm shown something different, I think what this is, is the right way. And we, I don't think we are aware, but a lot of times we are classically conditioning individuals that we have influence over based on our maladaptive behaviors, right? Like if you see, this is just an example, but say you grew up in an abusive home the boy, if he's not shown other ways to handle arguments, is going to respond the same way that the father would, typically, and vice versa with the woman. Or switch it, right? Switch it, and maybe the woman was the um, abuser in the household, and the woman and the man was the victim. And so, depending on who you identified with as a child, you begin to embody those behaviors. So if someone's disrespectful in your home and you let it go, 
then children start to form, oh, this is how I'm supposed to do this. Oh, my mother doesn't like her, so I don't speak to her. And so now when I grow up, if it's somebody that I don't like, I don't have to speak to them. So now that's why you got these rude ass kids walking in people's houses, not speaking because of conversations that's taking place at home, but now are being uh, carried out in public. And so I, 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 there was so many dynamics, bro. But going back to the 80, 20, 20, 80, whatever you want to call it, I think that's a dangerous place to be in because for your whole life hell yeah (laughs) not even for your whole life but like if 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 it's a small portion of your life but it's providing you enough neural stimulation you can only do it for three weeks but if it's giving you that high right you become an addict to it and you could be faithful for a couple years but then all of a sudden that thing starts to itch and then you have to start to seek out Years ago, what made the itch go away? And I believe, oh, so, oh I wanna, no, no, and I just want to, for that point right there, I believe that there are a lot of marriages mm. and like long term relationships mm. that's, and again, we're talking about 80 20 from a different context, not the normal 80 20 of, you know, the, the woman doing 80, you doing 20. I'm saying, no, you 80% in this relationship and then 20% you someplace else. Like to your point, there are people who are addicts to that type of, like they don't know how to function outside of that. Right, because that's all they know. Like that, that's what they're used to, right? And it, it's, 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 a, it's, ah, it's dangerous because when you really, I mean, I've read a lot of articles and stories and you heard about how someone, had 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 what they really wanted it was a hundred but he was only looking at 80 percent of his hundred and because the 20 percent wasn't something that had a bow on it and let me say it this way because he had to work to get the additional 20 where he was he went to where the 20 was free Hmm. and then that 20 costed him not just the 80 but the 100 that he already had And I remember my mentor said this a long time ago because we were, I was working on something and was trying to formulate something to get new ideas. And I was making all these adjustments. She said, stop jumping over dollars just to get to dimes. Basically saying I'm putting in all this effort and I'm not paying attention to the things that's going to give me a greater return on my investment. In the long run, I'm going to go get this dime right now. So because I want this microwave instantaneous gratification, I'm going to go get the dime and then I'm happy because I got 10 cents. Whereas if I would have put in the work and stayed where I was, eventually I would have accumulated a dollar. And we saw that play out in a lot of the chapters. (laughs) A lot of the chapters. I was concerned when um, he thought he was a father and the young lady was pregnant, when she comes back to, with the suitcases and says, I'm pregnant. And he just let her in. <laughs> like, yo, been... bro, like, yo, bro, she, you, don't, you do understand that she, she dumped you. <laughs> she dumped you. But, right, and take this. Think about how forgiving his mother was. 
And so when he took her in, I instantly thought of the behavior that the mother exhibited in another chapter. Like she disregarded how her son was treating her or she disregarded this. And she said, we still got to take care. We still got to, you know, I still got to love him. I still got to do all this. And I'm just like, as soon as she would have said I'm pregnant, I would have been like, congratulations. <laughs> and that may have been like a cultural thing on just, you know, all this stuff happened, but you still take care of, quote unquote, your own. Because think about when um, Rafa was in the hospital and his wife came over and said, hey, he borrowed the $2,000. I, I need this money. Like, she was lying. <laughs> it's like, wait, wait, he where he got the money from, where he got $2,000 from, and then what he spent it on. She's smirking, whatever. She still goes in the room and what? Gives gives her $100 and they never see this, this woman ever again in life. My thing is, I just wonder if, I guess this level of forgiveness, if you want to call it that, or just being like open for, I don't even know if it's reconciliation, but is it like something more cultural I, I don't think it was in his case. I don't think it was forgiveness with the with the, the young lady. I think You're right. Not I think he was paying. I think he was paying his penance. You know what I'm saying? I think he was looking at that like, yo, his past is. He was paying for his past discretions, and it was bound to catch up with him. I don't think. I don't think he was coming from like a forgiveness standpoint because he was still trying to reconcile with the, the fiance that that broke it off with him. But do you all the way up to the end of the chapter, almost. So. The mother example, when she went in the room and came out with a hundred dollars, do you think that was taking care of it, or do you think this was get this was this was me pay, giving you money to get rid of you? I think take this hundred dollars and maybe I don't see you again. And I, I, that's what I got from it. I, yeah. I thought it was <laughs> like, like all right, cool. she she never she never liked her, and at that point, it was nothing that she could have done for her son, and she knew the girl was lying, so it was more so like, all right, well, you know. It's something cost at that point. Take this hundred dollars and go go on about your business because you I already got my, you already got my bed and my TV. But I and think, I think the way, go ahead. Why, why are you petty? That's true. No, no, it is true. No, it is true. But I'm like, I think the way that the author wrote it, you were hundred percent correct. Like it was like good riddance. Mm -hmm. But I but I I just also kind of felt like in that culture. I just kind of felt like if, if they came back or in some other rent, if the father came back, I feel like the mom would still like open the door for these people. I just, and I don't know if it's because of who she was, but I, I kind of felt like, I feel like this is what they're doing in this culture. And, and okay. I can, I can rock with that because I do think that if the father did come back, I think there would be some resentment, but I think ultimately that she would have, opened that door because it was like had had it not been for you we wouldn't have we wouldn't have been here right we wouldn't have had what is seen as a better way of life compared to where we've come from and i think that's this there's still like this well this obligation thing unspoken like we we're obligated to be thankful for him because after all you know he brought us here and he bought this place for us and blah 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 but still i and what I will say, I'll also say it will look different to us because we weren't in that experience. So from the outside looking in, we're just like, girl, get it together. But from the inside, like we don't really know what else took place that influenced 
her behavior to be so loyal to someone that wasn't loyal to her. She was loyal to the idea or the concept of marriage. She was loyal to um, the partnership, She, the idea of the partnership, because there really was no real partnership. Like the father was like, oh yeah, I'm gone. I don't know when you're going to see me. Okay. But couldn't you say all of the uh, women in this book were to a certain extent loyal, except for maybe the first chapter? <laughs> every Every other chapter, all of those women kept coming back, kept coming back, kept coming back. Yeah, but I, back. I don't see that as loyalty. I see it. I see some of them coming back because it was something in it for them. Mm. Okay. I don't see it as like, oh, I'm just, like, it's, uh, there's this unconditional loyalty. You know what I mean? Um, well, definitely not with Rafa's wife. It was something in it for her. She felt like right. it was something in it for her. Um, there were a few folks that Junior uh, would, he was dealing with. That, no, I agree. I agree. 100%. You know, like Flocka. I think Flocka yeah. might have been the white girl, but her name was Veronica. Yeah. She might have been white. And she was like, yeah, but we can, this can work. This can work. And Junior's telling him like, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> like, we we kind of different. <laughs> I don't know if this can work, but it's like, all right, well, I'm going to hold on with this. This You can call it loyalty, but sometimes it might just be like this blind faith <laughs> that mm -hmm. something's going to work out. So I do think there were a few instances where, um, and even even with the chapter that was kind of just thrown in there, uh, Atrevita, Atrevase. So with, with the cup, with the cup, with the couple, the couple that was kind of building a life together. So for so, don't lose your train of thought. Hold yeah, that. yeah. When that chapter started, I had to go back and reread it because thought you was I reading a two, different book. <laughs> I was two pages in, and I was like, "What the what?" Mm -hmm what the hell is, what happened? So then I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I think I'm getting sleepy. So I stopped reading it and I, because I, I was reading it at night and I went to sleep. I woke back up and I started it again. And I was like, oh, he's telling, this is a different story. Yeah, it's yeah. a whole, the whole different yeah. vibe, a whole different setup. Because he was, the way, the way it was written, I thought it was him. Yeah. And then when I was reading certain things, I was like, wait a minute, what is happening? But go ahead. Now, nah, but okay, it was it, because, like, even in that case, so you had you had the 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 uh, the female House. character, yeah, and she's like pretty much messing with a married man, right? Mm -hmm. Not pretty much. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, messing with the well, well, having an affair with the married man whose wife was back. On, I don't know if if the wife was on the island. Or well, mm -hmm. if she was somewhere else, yeah. but it was she was she wasn't in in Jersey, New York, right? Mm -hmm. And um, the Tri Cities—that's what they call them up there. They call it the Tri City area. But um, she knew that he was married. She read the letters before he read them sometime, mm -hmm. and she was like putting herself in the wife's shoes, like even comparing herself to it. Like it was she's scary. she's too nice, or she looks okay. But I don't think he, I don't think they're compatible because you know she just doesn't seem like she has like the drive that the husband had, and she's with this guy. Is it out of loyalty or because he's actually grinding to buy a house and she don't have to live with three other uh, roommates in a one bedroom? So I'll say this, and so I agree with everything you said. I'll say this in terms of that chapter because I thought it was like two kind of like passages where the language that was used, I thought it was very like key. And 
to your point in terms of like, well, maybe you didn't say this, but the way that this book was written at some some points you like, oh, it's poetic. And at other points you just like, you know what? I'm just confused. It, are you talking about this character? Like, where is this? It's, you're taking time to figure out how this whole thing plays together. And I do think this was a chapter that he didn't necessarily need in this book. One mm. of the things in terms of the language that was used, I thought was spot on. So, you know, she was a, she did laundry for the, the hospital. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about how essentially she stayed downstairs. Like she wasn't with the patients. All she did was wash the laundry and she kind of supervised over folks. And she, she was talking about how she never met them, but kind of how she met them through the clothing. And it says, the dirties are brought down by orderlies, mostly. I never see the sick. They visit me through their stains and marks they leave on the sheets, the alphabet of the sick and dying. I thought that was so crazy because, or just like so powerful, because essentially she felt like she knew these people by the stains that were in sheets that they were um, cleaning. And I don't know, I just thought that language was powerful. The other one that I wanted to um, highlight, and this goes specifically to what you were saying in terms of like, she know he was married, like why was she still there? She kind of answered, well, the author kind of answered that in a passage when he said, Anna Iris, you know, who was her friend, once asked me if I loved him. And I told her about the lights in my old home in the Capitol, how they flickered and you never knew if they would go out or not. You put down your things and you waited and couldn't do anything really until the lights decided. This, I told her, is how I feel. I was just like, ooh, like, <laughs> I, like I, I, I get, I get why she was there. I'm not saying, I look, I wouldn't be staying in that type of relationship, but I'm like, I get it, I get it. But on the flip, though, in that chapter, like that's supposed to be the father that left. That's supposed to be the father. That's supposed to be Junior's and uh, Junior and Rafa's father. Oh, that's that the that's the lady that he left them for. So remember they referenced like his son dying. Does he think about his son? Mm. Oh, that's the father. I think that's the father. I ain't even putting them together like that. But, but, but the crazy part is so, it, so knowing all of that, right? Yeah. Is she loyal or is she really just trying to like, yo, I want to get mine. Forget that lady and her sorrow and grief and a dead kid. And I mean, it was a come up mentality throughout the, that was the, that was the theme yeah. throughout the whole entire book. Like, yeah what can I get out of this situation so that I can be better? Like they, I think the mother alluded to it. Like he, there was girls that come around to date Rafa because they needed papers. Mm -hmm. And I was, I said, God, dope. that's how he got the that. Wife. I mean, that's really why he married the last one. Yeah. yeah the wife. Yeah. And so I think it was just, it was a come up. It's, it's a, that's a come up. It's, mm -hmm. And I think, just the old, just the theme throughout the whole entire book. Um, I think there was some. I think there were some good lessons to be learned there, right? This is how you lose her by um, repeating cycles of bad behavior. This is how you lose her by putting your wants before their needs, right? You wanted to have multiple women with you at all times. Her need was for you to be faithful, right? Another reason this is how you lose her, 
not really knowing how to gain more than what you've already had. So going back to my point of getting around individuals that can help you be better. You, you lose, you're going to lose her by, hell, you went on this Dominican trip to go see the son that your best, one of your best friends thought was his and his wife didn't know. And you didn't say nothing. You was like, oh, I don't think she's going to buy this story that you just found out. He's like, oh yeah, she'll find it. Like, I don't think that's going to work. And he was like, well, when does anything you ever do work? And I'm just like, yo, in that moment, that's, that, that should have helped you realize that Elvis really wasn't a friend of yours. He was someone that you could, that, that was willing to help you in, in times of trials. But like, as, as we grow up as black men, you understand that sometimes who we call friend really isn't a friend, right? Like I, I'm closer to some of the strangers I meet on the street than individuals that call me friend. And we use that term so loosely, but ultimately knowing, going back to, you know, let's use Jesus as, as an example. He had 12 disciples, but he really only rode with three. And those three, they, they rolled with Jesus too. It wasn't just like, oh, Jesus rolls with us. It's like, nah, we roll with him too. There was no reciprocity in terms of, you know, Elvis was married. Junior was trying to get to that level of marriage. But what I will say is Elvis was, was married to someone. I don't say he was operating within a marriage. Oh no, nah, man! He was at the yoga. He was at the yoga spot five times a week. Cause, yeah, because because it was cause it was a lot of hoes. Yeah. He said it was a lot of hoes, lot of hoes there, right? There. Yeah. And so, like, just just thinking of that, like, yo, you can't be better if everyone around you, um, you 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 will become the people that you are around most. And and it was evident within these stories. Whoever that he was around, no one was trying to force him to be better, right? No one was calling him into his greatness. And I think that ultimately is how you lose him, by allowing outside influences to dictate what you do internally. I think, I think the women did call him into his greatness because he, he wrote a book on it. He's a, he's a Pulitzer Prize winning author. Yeah, and I think the the heartbreak the heartbreak <laughs> called him into his greatness. Yeah, but 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 without those experiences, it would have it wouldn't have been there. I mean, he took a he took he took short stories and made this tapestry from start to finish about the ins and outs of his life and and and, and beautiful and that wasn't those were just highlights. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> 50 girls in six months. It, yo, it duh, that's a whole story right there. I'm like, yo, what, what happened, man? Like, I, tried, like, to, I tried to do, you, I tried to do the math. And I was like, everything, every time I wrote something down, I was like infection. That's all I could think. Like 50 girls, six months infection. Like there was nothing logical about any, I was like, yo, I don't know how you did this. That's exhausting. <laughs> maybe, maybe this book was the inspiration for 50 shades. 50 girls. I don't know. I I'm see what you did there. there. I see what you now, did this there. This is crazy, man. <laughs> All right. So overall, overall, what would we rate the book? You already know who's gonna come with the bull, but go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Now see, see, you 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 talking trash, man. You you go first. Since 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 you already know who's gonna come with the bull, you you go first, Mr. Know Everything. You go <laughs> first. You know got there, yeah, you go first. <laughs> Let me see what you got to say. 
So I'll I'll say this, you know, I'll, I'm I like gonna give it two and a half just cause. Because <laughs> of the like extra say, chapter that wasn't needed. I almost I like to say my rating at the end, but kind of talk about just the book in general. So a lot of times with book or even as we go through this book club, in my eye, you have you have author authors and then you have artists. I feel like an author, all they're doing is just like telling a story. I feel like an artist is like painting a picture as they're like telling a story. And I don't think all um, novelists, let's just call it that, I don't think all of them do both. And I don't, it comes down to personal preference. Um, some people don't necessarily need pictures to be painted all the time. Me personally, I like more of an artist. So I did appreciate that this particular author was a, a artist and wasn't just giving you information and like you just taking it and forming your own uh, conclusion. He was painting a picture as he told a story. I think where he kind of missed the mark is he painted these stories, but they didn't make a great collage. They were just kind of all everywhere. It's almost like if you're in your living room and you have like paintings on a wall, these stories, they just didn't all, for me, they may have been connected, but the way that they were written and in the order that they were done, it just didn't flow as much as I would have preferred for it to. But I say all that to say I was entertained. Um, it's always good when you're reading something when you like, look, I wasn't bored. I was not bored. Uh, that first chapter, he definitely punched you in the face. When you read the title, you was like, oh, I'm thinking this. You read that first chapter, you was like, oh, this book going this way. And then you went down this crazy like ride um, throughout the different stories in the book. In terms of like modern day, I think this was this was nothing but Jasmine Sullivan's hotels, if you ask me. Mm. <laughs> that's, heavy. That's, a, that's a heavy comparison. That's that was heavy. It was it's tough, heavy. man. And, and I'm not saying so you can blame you can blame the author for all of the hotels, huh? <laughs> That's what we doing here, Jeff. I, I look. I didn't say <laughs> those your words. I'm saying like that's that's essentially what was going on. Like it was just these hotels. I don't think it was done like Jasmine Sullivan did it. But that's if 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 I was telling somebody about this book who was black, I'm like this is how that's how I would describe it to them so they can kind of understand this. Is what you should um, expect if you read it. With that said, I'm gonna have to give this book. I'm gonna have to give this book a, we just doing halves, right? We're not breaking it. I mean, we're not breaking it further than- I'm gonna that. give it one and a half. <laughs> I'm about we, to give it one doing, and a half. We're not doing quarters, right? That's cuz. You could, if you feel like you need to give a quarter- A quarter right. B, that's no, what we doing, I said, Jeff. I said breaking it in quarters. I'm let, it, let, let him live his life, let him live his it. life. I'm, I'm giving this book I got to give it three and four quarters, 3.75. And I, I think it's a, it's a good book. Again, when I did my research, this book is, you know, a lot of people saying that it was a second edition to the book that he won the Pulitzer Prize for. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's more of a carry on or saga. So did that make you want to go back and read that book based it on did. the stories? It did. Cause I was like, maybe that one is better. 
like maybe I would I would appreciate this a, a bit more if I read that one before. I don't think it was a bad book. I don't think this is something that I can uh, recommend to everybody, but I mm. do think you would be entertained if you read it. Last thing I'll say, cause I didn't cover this either, um, but I, I kind of did. It was, it was nothing but when I first read it, I felt like he was just, it was a man who had a journal. Mm. It's like you write in a journal every day and now I'm just publishing my journal of these different stories out of my life. So yeah, three, and uh 0.75 you know sorry i ain't give it that five that you're gonna three do. three yeah. and three quarters that's what we doing jeff okay well you're you're entitled to your own opinion brother you're entitled <laughs> to your own opinion that's why we got you on the show because you bring a, a good a good perspective that most of the time i don't agree with but I, whatever <laughs> <laughs> it happens no, respect it though yeah I, yeah that's why i say it you know it is what it is man it is what it is um for me, man, I give it four fists. I give it four fists, man. I give it four fists from the standpoint that um, I did. I thought it was very much a black story. Like he 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 was he 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 dropped he dropped he dropped the n word a few times. Threw you off, didn't it? Yeah, it threw me off a little bit. But then I kind of thought about the culture, and then he's also referencing like, yo, yeah, I'm also African. Yeah, I just got dropped off here. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it it was a it was a very much. It was a Latin story, but it was a very much a, a black story as well, because those same tales I've seen, I've seen them in my own communities. Those same, those same exact tales that he was telling, you know, the, 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 the thing that I envy, envied the author a little bit more was just um, the, the, the different kinds of women within the Latin culture, Dominicans, Puerto Ricans, uh, Colombians, you like he 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 it was it was it was like this melting pot within a culture and i i i enjoyed that but i felt it was very much um a, a black story for sure so um i give it four fists from the standpoint that um it made me want to go back to the dr as soon as i possibly can i give it four fists because um i do think that the heartbreak developed some lessons learned but I, I think from the on the flip side, I wish it was more of a uniform story with like consistent um, kind of con, con, consistency throughout the book. It was so much going on and I kept getting hooked in each short story, wanting to know like what was the outcome. And some stories were better than others and that kind of threw me off a little bit. But yeah, I give it four fish, man. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy uh, when when the black and brown come together. Let the record show it's only a quarter different than mine. Hey, I, 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 you you gave it your three and three quarters, man, I, and I, you that's what you did. And I, I, it's I, cool, man. It's cool. It's cool, man. I, there's no no. This is a non-judgmental area over here, man. You know. I would say I enjoy how it was. Um, I, I enjoy how the chapters were written. I think um, a continuous flow would have been nice. One, two, three, four, and it was like, oh, I, I would have appreciated that more. But overall, I think it was a good book. Um, character development for the main character was, was pretty dope. Um, I did want more in some of the chapters. I wanted I wanted him to close the loop on a few things, but um, it did 
that breadcrumbing inspired me or motivated me to finish the book faster because I wanted to see what happened. Um, and I think there's many things that could come from it. So I think overall, I would give it a four out of five, um, which leads us to a 3.9. Are we going to round that up? We're going to leave nah, it at Let's keep it at a 3.9, man, because we, we want to know three, why. 3.92. We got to know why. We got to know why this is how you lose the, her. The uh, you know Diaz got the 3.9 at Bourbon and Books on the GIG podcast. <laughs> we got to know why. It was a 3.9. Like, where did the 3.9 come from exactly? Got it. History. We know. History. We know. Where did History. it come from? Hey, cousin Cousin Jeff has his own rating system. And it's a pretty <laughs> stringent, rigorous rating system. But you know what? It's his. And, you know, he's adopted it and implemented it. And, hey, we, got, we respect it. I was we in between. It. I just couldn't get that for. I just. That's fair. You don't have to explain it. We got you, bro. We got you. We just. Yeah. You ain't even want to give it like a 3.8. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I said, I said quarters. I said quarters. <laughs> easier, easier to add that way. I see. Yeah, you I feel you. I feel you. Thank you for that. Thank you for the 3.9 for, 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 for Mr. You know Diaz. This is how you lose her. Parting words, man. I like the book though. I did, man. I'm 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 actually I want to go back and read some more of his stuff. Yes. And, yeah. and I was, that's what I was going to say. This book has, has uh, caused me to put some more of his books into my Amazon book list that I am adding to the library. So absolutely. I'm digging the, I'm digging the fictional stuff, man. Maybe we stay in that same vein for the next one. That's all right. On that note, you've just witnessed another edition of bourbon and books on the game recognized game podcast with RLJ and Kev, along with our dear brother, Mr. Three and Three Quarters himself, Cousin Jeff. <laughs> Cousin Jeff, on this month's edition, This Is How You Lose Her by You Know Diaz. We give it a 3.9 fist on a five-point scale. Until next time, be light. Be light. Thank you.